Hello and welcome to the third of our season preview podcasts here on the History of Yugoslav Football podcast uh, in our sojourns into the present from the past. Um, we are through with Serbia and Bosnia. If you've not caught those, are released last week and they're already uh, one game into the season. Um, today we are looking at the uh, first league of North Macedonia, uh, another league that was uh, called early, similarly to uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina, due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, but uh, unlike uh, the league there in Bosnia, it was called without half of the controversy. Um, so they have expanded uh, the league this season. So we'll go into our question format and I will apologise to the listeners who can potentially hear a cat in the background because that's just one of the hazards of uh, living in this house. Um, so our first question was for discussion on this is quite simply how will a 12 team league work? So uh, the league previously has been 10 teams playing each other four times uh, fairly um, common occurrence across uh, the region. It's the same format as was in uh, Slovenia, Croatia and Bosnia-Herzegovina. Uh, but because the league was called early, relegation itself was cancelled, uh, which means that Boric and Struga, who were in those uh, the bottom two places at the time, were saved from relegation and Fardar were awarded the title. Now, Obviously, unlike Bosnia, where we have mentioned in the preview for that, where the awarding of the championship was controversial due to the distinct lack of a gap uh, between Sarajevo and the uh, other contending sides, Fara, at the point where the title was awarded, were 10 points clear of Silex and uh, Shkandia were a further point behind. So there wasn't the, the, the controversy purely for a mathematical reason. Um, when it came to at the bottom, it's also a fairly obvious decision to make just because the bottom six sides of the league were extremely close together. Uh, so as such, calling a relegation would have been very unfair and very hasty at that point. So you have a 12-team league this season with uh, coming up from the second tier, Belsica and Pelista. Uh, Pelister, obviously, uh, from Bitola, one of the uh, traditional, I hesitate to say, larger sides of North Macedonia, um, but certainly one of the more fated um, in terms of the rivalry they had with the uh, sides from Scotia. Um, so the league itself is a fairly simple format, 33 games, teams play each other home and away, then after game 22, final set of 11 is determined by the league position at that point. Um, I'm not myself entirely certain uh, how that will be determined. It will probably be similar to the uh, process in the Serbian Superliga previously, which would be it would go first place, second, then third, then fourth, and so on and so forth um, to bring it to 33 games. Uh, and that way it prevents any potentially 
tricky, um, shall we say, fixtures right at the end of the season. So, with Vardar having uh, convincingly won last season, the question uh, two, quite simply, is can Vardar be stopped or will Skandia recover? So obviously, Skandia, um, for a fair portion of the late 2010s, have been the preeminent side in football in North Macedonia. Um, but had a bit of a troubling season last year. Now, given the gap that was present at the time that the season was called, it's hard to make any argument to say that Vardar wouldn't have been champions anyway. Um, but they are coming into that with one complication, which is that they are serving a ban from European football. They're not allowed to be in the Champions League. So that was down to financial issues, which um, are likely to have gotten much better, given that the side itself this season hasn't really gotten any weaker uh, in a fashion. Um, it, they've recruited mainly from within the league, um, and the side does have more depth. But in terms of the first team, uh, what they have lost is Leo Fizuto, uh, who's gone to the Ukraine, uh, gone to Zaryarukhansk, and uh, also lost uh, defensive midfielder Yevgen Novak. So the first team itself is weaker, but it's with a beefier squad, um, which will certainly be interesting to see how that one particular how that particular one plays out, given what we know of potential fixture congestion and things like that that uh, is occurring all across Europe as a result of coronavirus. Um, so. It's actually Silex who had ended up in the Champions League rather than uh, Vada. Now they were the second last season. Um, they have sort of followed something similarly to Vada in terms of their transfer policy over the summer, um, which is adding players from within the league to expand the squad. So they are be a better side last than last season. Um, you know, they have better depth, they are just in general better equipped, but it would be fair to say that as a whole, the first team itself is a step down from Vardar and Shindia. And obviously speaking of Shindia, they are the side who are certainly making moves, shall we say. Um, of course, the underperformance of last season is something that uh, they're unaccustomed to in recent times, and certainly something that uh, from their business doesn't appear to have been accepted. Uh, from a management perspective, um, when you look at the players that have come in, um, you've got Bruno Dita, who uh, was doing very well at probably a higher level at Skenderba last season in Albania. Uh, they've also brought in Antonio Pavic, who was doing similar, doing well at a higher level at Zelyestinka Sarajevo. Uh, and then they've also brought in uh, the main players, Rutko Doriev, um, who's adding depth, but you know, is still quite a young player. Uh, and has the potential to really contribute towards the back end of the season and, and grow a bit further. Outside of the top three from last season, the side of identify is probably the most interesting looking one, um, are Scoopy. Um, it's certainly what they've done has been very intriguing. Um, probably the key name signing has been Freddy Alvarez, who's come from Costa Rica. You know, he's uh, 25, uh, been playing very regularly in the Costa Rican League. And it's one of those signings where 
at this point he's either going to be either a class well above this level and will be playing somewhere else this time next year uh, at a much better club with a much better contract or he will be absolutely terrible and there won't be <laughs> there won't be sort of an in between there it's certainly one way it does raise an eyebrow in terms of the potential of the move uh, but also raise an eyebrow in terms of why he's taken so long to come across to Europe. Uh, the other very interesting sign they've made is uh, a striker called Fidat Gulu, um, who's come across from uh, being part of the youth setup in Turkey. He was playing uh, fairly regularly, had a decent youth scoring record in Turkey. Um, and it seems to be one where there is quite a bit of uh, potential upside. And certainly if he hits the ground running, um, he should be able to do uh, very well for Shrupi, but then also be able to make them a bit of money um, come the winter uh, or come next summer. So our final uh, discussion point is around the bottom of the table. And asking quite simply, can Belisicia and Pelister stay up? So, much like we mentioned in the Serbian Superliga, um, preview. The expansion of the league is a one season only deal. Um, it will be reverting to 10 next season, which is yeah, from a sustainability perspective for just the league itself is obviously the best thing for it to do. Uh, but it means there will be four relegation places this year. And the relegation conundrum, as it would have played towards the end of last season was an extremely interesting one. Um, the bottom six, as it were, at the time football was called, uh, were the bottom six were only covered by six points. So uh, gaps hadn't expanded at that point, and there's no size you can sit here and say are definitively worse than anyone else save you automatically have to put the uh, promoted side sort of in that reckoning. Um, I think of the two, um, Belsicha have done the least and will probably be uh, my favourites to uh, be a team that will get cut off at the bottom if such a thing happens. Um, you know, they're very reliant on the performance from last season's squad. Um, Pelister have done the opposite. Uh, brought a lot of players in uh, because of their name. Uh, they've been able to bring in guys who are squad players from the rest of the league, but guys who also have a potential upside. It is relatively high risk, um, but I think it's it's high risk, but it's lower risk than the risk of having done nothing at all, which is what Bella Teacher have done. So you know, it would certainly be interesting to see how those competing philosophies towards recruitment. Uh, carry on um, but while they have done a lot it's also <laughs> very fair to point out that so is everyone else uh, Struga and Boric have basically aped um, Pelista in terms of how they've carried out their bringing players in from uh, the rest of the league and hoping there's an upside there uh, the other uh, team who were right on the relegation zone were Ravnici and they possibly have the most to be 
concerned about um, of the sides who weren't in the relegation shakeup last season. Um, you know, for one, you have them having lost um, one of their young stars to uh, FSK Rostov in uh, the Russian Super League, who is uh, David Toshevsky. Um, he's gone for what is a very good fee uh, for the region, but you know, you, you're talking about a guy who's uh, 19, has scored five goals last season um, in 21, which isn't a bad return for someone who's uh, still a teenager. Um, what very much defined their season is their first three games. They face uh, Macedonia uh, in, uh, in their first game away, but then after that it goes uh, Belasicia at home, uh, Pelister away, and then they've got to play Vardar. So certainly you would hope for Ravnitschke that they're able to uh, earn points quickly this season, because if they're not able to get themselves out of those first three games with five or so points, then you would start to say they're going to be sucked into the relegation shake-up. Um, so that is it for our uh, Macedonian first, North, North Macedonian first league preview. Um, it starts this weekend, um, and yeah, I can only really recommend uh, finding highlights of it on YouTube. I will apologise um, for perhaps giving some bummer information uh, last week in our Bosnia preview because for some reason the uh, NFSBH, um, the Bosnian FA's YouTube, where they have always previously uploaded league highlights, don't appear to be doing so. Um, and certainly when I've been trying to keep up, I've been having to go via the clicks.ba. Uh, channel which is which has the highlights uh, of a fashion but then also for some bizarre reason decided to upload uh, the Slobodatuzla Radnik game uh, with all about one and a half minutes of highlights none of which was any actual football so that um, <laughs> would be fair to say that I uh, perhaps haven't been fully informed on how that one went um, <laughs> so Next on the list will be uh, the Svinian Premier League preview, which uh, Svinia restarts in the middle of next week. It will also quite possibly be the longest of the previews, just because it is, um, if you follow me on Twitter at Demon Mouse, you probably know it's the league that I am going on the most about. <laughs> so have... Um, but to think probably have the most knowledge about. We have three leagues which are coming back uh, next week. So, so as I say, uh, Slovenia, which uh, comes back on the 12th. Uh, Croatia is back on the 14th. And then Montenegro will come back on the 15th. So we'll try and space um, the episodes out, but I will obviously see how that goes. It may be that uh, the Montenegro uh, show comes in just after the league itself kicks off purely due to uh, time constraints in my own life. Um, but honestly, uh, I very much hope that everyone listening is going to be able to enjoy the uh, first league of North Macedonia this season. Uh, if you do like your North Macedonian football and you do want updates, I would very much recommend 
uh, following the Macedonian football Twitter account at Macedonian, sorry, at, yes, at Macedonian footy. Um, it's been around for a long time, very authoritative and uh, very friendly person also. Um, until next time. Thank you for listening and uh, I'll catch you next time.